0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Rainhirsch, and today we are talking about my trip to Tiocon this weekend and a look into the cool and interesting convention circuit here in Phoenix, Arizona. Now this was my first convention I went to by myself, so I wanted to go and promote my podcast, but I also went to talk to the different vendors and artists at the convention, and I've learned a lot of interesting things. When I first learned about Kan, there was this really terrible commercial for it that had this really terrible jingle, like "Come to Taiocon! It's just like it's just like a mini Japan." Um, and it came with all these like really bad graphics. Um, I don't know if it was like on regular TV. I only saw it on the internet, but it was really terrible, and I thought it looked like a dumb joke. So, and the only reason I went was because the group Mega64 was in town, so my brother and I were like, sweet, we'll just go for that. But when I actually went there, I found, of course, a lot of people cosplaying, and but a lot of them were outside, hanging out, some having picnics or taking pictures with each other, just everyone having a really nice time and enjoying the nice weather. Now, my experience with with cons was mostly San Diego and Phoenix Comic Cons, which were always so huge and crowded and such a pain to go to and deal with, both just physically, emotionally, and occasionally financially. If you were lucky enough to get tickets to the San Diego Comic Con, it's so much money to come out along with already the expensive ticket prices. It's always so crowded and so many different panels that it can be so overwhelming. Even Phoenix Comic Con used to be where vendors could actually sell something that they couldn't do at San Diego Comic Con. But even that had become really big in recent years. And then they had the bright idea of having it in the middle of summer in Arizona, which makes no sense. But ever since, some confusing news about like terror threats last year and people now having to change the name a couple of times, so no one really even knows what it's called. I think it's called Phoenix Fan Fest, but there was a lot of confusion when I went to TayoCon. No one was even sure what it was going to be called this year. Now, TayoCon is a nice change of pace. The last two years I went was just as a fan, and everyone was really nice and friendly, and the vendors all had really cool and interesting things. Which is why this year, starting this podcast, I wanted to actually talk to some of these vendors and get their insight on what the convention life is like. One of the things I realized from many of the people I talked to was how everyone knew each other. I could already sense the feeling of community and admiration all these vendors had to each other. More often than not, one person would point me to who I should talk to next out of respect for each other. They would tell me about how everyone supports each other, or gives each other, be- or gives to each other, because everyone there is to sell their stuff or get their business off the ground, both as first timers and as veterans to the convention circuit. One first time, uh, one first timer vendor I spoke with was this woman named Jay, whose art you can find at uh, jzor.com which is spelled dot com, if you're interested. And she told me about how she received a lot of advice and support from a lot of the other experienced vendors. And she told me uh, that it was very exciting to start selling her stuff in this professional setting and wanted to be surrounded by other artisan vendors like her, which I could totally relate to since I was there kind of doing the same thing, and I was there for the same reason. And I felt very welcome by the people I talked to who were very kind to take a little time to speak with me. um, Even though they could have been selling stuff. A couple of the more experienced vendors told me about how the conventions help them make a little bit more money. But more importantly, it's how they network and get their name out there. Which is great if you're starting your own business. There was this one, uh, uh, the first person I talked to was this woman named Kat D. Gerwig, who creates and sells art that's inspired by some of the 1920s-style cartoons like Steamboat Willie and other Disney stuff from back in that era. Or a more recent comparison would be the Cuphead video game that just came out recently. And you can find her artwork at creativeinsomnia.com. Now, she was so nice and made me feel very comfortable talking to people, even though this was kind of my first time doing it. So I was like, wow, this, is a, this was a good first start to a little interview for me, and I was lucky that it went so well. So I thought, oh man, that's great. But so many of the other people I talked to were like that in their own way and made me realize just how welcoming this atmosphere is. And it really does help you network your own business. Another professional I was uh, talking to was a woman named Samantha Sawyer, who runs her business, Sincerely Sam, at MySincerelySam.com. Her artwork were a lot of original art designs based on animals and nature. Now, she had some other designs based on other, like, IPs, like Steven Universe, I had noticed. Uh, But she was starting to phase out those designs... Because they were no re- It wasn't really something that she was really focused on anymore. And I could tell that her art style was very different from the other art styles that she was emulating, like with Steven Universe. I even asked her if uh, there was some type of difficulty between her own art style and adapting someone else's. And she said there definitely was. Uh, because you have to get all the details right to kind of please fans who would like that sort of thing but i thought she did both her own art style and other ips very well and i think she did a flawless job doing both of her artwork so check out some of her artwork too now there was other artists who had more unique pieces that weren't just drawn I spoke with a man named Jeff Ellison, who makes these hand-cut-out silhouettes made out of paper and made with an x knife. He had popular designs based on things like One Punch Man or made in honor of Stan Lee that I noticed. He had one that looked almost exactly like the poster from the movie Spirited Away, where the main heroine is just in frame, just kind of looking off to the side. And all of the angles and the shapes and the colors were done exactly right, matching to what helps you recognize what you're looking at. The cool thing about his artwork was that they're all one-of-a-kind works. No two ones are going to be alike, so you can have something made that is totally unique and can even get it framed in a nice little frame to be hung at your home or even put at your desk at work. You can even go to his website, jeffellisonart.blogspot.com, and send in a request to have old pictures you might have of your loved ones, or who, mind you, to be turned into these pieces of artwork, which he showed me, like actual picture designs that he made of certain people, and keeping it very simplistic, like focusing less on the facial features and kind of small details, But getting a lot of the basic colors, shapes, and all of that spot on to the original designs or pictures that he had. And they're very impressive. So you can take old pictures like that and have them turned into pieces of art. Now, of course, a big part of these conventions are the cosplay. People dressing up as some of their favorite characters from movies or shows or video games... Now, it's not just dressing up, because a lot of people actually build their costumes from scratch and build the props to show them off at cons. Some people do this as hobbies, and others do this professionally, either for modeling purposes or to showcase their prop design skills. I met one man named Derek Nova, who was part of a group called Superheroes Unlimited, and you can go to their website, superheroesunlimited.com, who helped build props and other costume props pieces for people's cosplay needs. I even talked to him about a cosplay idea I had for a Hellboy costume with a functional right hand of doom. And he actually took the time to talk about some ideas and possibilities that there were. And he also mentioned that his business has payment plans to help make them. So, that was just a few of the um really interesting people that I talked to. Um a few others that I have right here that I've got for their businesses. Uh, the Art of Blake at www.blakedart.com or Blake D. Art. However you want to say it. It's all one word. And their booth had a bunch of uh, cool black and white kind of orcish fantasy designs. And they were being based on a new game that they were making. It's sort of like a more... Tabletop adventure type game, which I thought was very interesting. So check that out because it's also just gorgeous pieces of artwork. www. Sorry, www. dot dot com. So check that out if you're interested in some cool black and white fantasy pictures. And then I came across to a booth of two game designers sharing a booth, actually, for two games. These were not competitors, but two different companies that were trying to help each other in getting their app games launched. One of them was a video game called Crunchy Peach, and you can check it out at crunchypeach.com or go to their Facebook at Crunchy Peach LLC. And that game looked a lot like a kind of side-scroller fantasy thing where you can, like, take on a bunch of levels, and it's kind of hard for me to design, or to describe, I'm sorry, um, but it looked like a fun little game, and it looked pretty addictive to where you just shoot a bunch of fireballs at different enemies, and you progress through the screen, and you go through levels. And one of the interesting things about this game was that it's available on all platforms, and you can cross over to platforms. So if you're playing at home on your computer or your iPad, and then you have to go to work, you can just pick up your phone, or if you have to go to a doctor's appointment, and you can continue your game on your phone, which is really interesting. And then another interesting game that I thought, because I've always wanted to get into tabletop games... But there's always, like, an instruction manual you have to get, like, for Dungeons & Dragons or something. It can be a little bit intimidating to get into. So one of the games that they were getting into was something that actually really caught my eye, as well as the Crunchy Peach game. It was called Dice Tactics, which you can look up at dicetactics.gwsio. And that game is a dice-based role-playing game, sort of in the same vein as role-playing games, but you don't need big instruction manuals, you don't really need anything, but if you want to get involved in a community, this might be a game that's you want to check out. It's another fantasy-based game, and so these are two games that I'm going to be checking out, and I might put some stuff on Twitch or something like that. Now, another thing at this convention that I thought was really interesting was how open some people were for kind of the more adult-themed stuff. So, if you're kind of put off on that, um, just fair warning, but a lot of people had, not a lot, a couple people had uh, Japanese pornography-style stuff, or more commonly known as... Uh, uh, hen, hentai, 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 I think that's what it's called. I've never heard it before, so, um, don't ask me what, but usually things like this are very taboo at con- conventions. No one really, like, talks about it, but over the years, this has slowly become a more and more normal thing, and at first, like, someone like me might be, like, uncomfortable, like, talking about that outside of, you know, my home. Um, But there were a lot of creators and designers actually showing this. One woman I spoke to, her name was Brianna, and who owns or helps run this business called Bunny Moon Doji. And that's Bunny Moon Doji, D-O-J-I. And you can find them on Instagram for some of their designs. Now, her and I had a great conversation about, you know, her starting her own business, her bringing on another person to help create some of these great designs. And it gave me a little bit of insight of how people just get together and help work together to start businesses and help get each other off the ground in order to fill a commodity. And what I liked about her was that she thought very much like a businessman because she goes to these conventions and a lot of stuff are very pricey. And maybe out of the price range of a lot of kids who go to conventions and want cool things. So, something that she did was make affordable wigs for people's cosplays and stuff like that. And she really kept that in mind. And she was also telling me how, you know, things like. You know, these more taboo subjects like hentai and pornography being more out on display. How that's becoming more and more of a normal thing at conventions. And people are being a lot more respectful about it. Like at hentai con that they had, I guess, last year. And how stuff like that are becoming less and less taboo, more and more accepted. And what's good is because a lot of these conventions, some of them have problems with... You know, very scantily clad women in some of these sexy costumes being harassed by people, uh, which is a huge problem. And, but the culture is becoming a little less toxic, and I would hope so for something like Henticon. But that was an interesting insight to see into that, so I would go check that out. And I also have a, another site right here called. Well, I only have the professional's name, No Sauce, and I didn't really get to him, but he's more of the, you know, he develops some hentai type stuff too, and you can find him at Instagram at trap underscore dad666, and you can check out some of their designs too. So all in all, this was a great and eye-opening convention experience, and I really – and if anybody of the people that I was talking to at the convention, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to speak with me, and I had a really great time to everyone I spoke to. Um I don't think I had a really weird or bad experience with anyone there. So, and a lot of these people all go to the same conventions locally around town. So it, I definitely want to check out more conventions. And if you yourself are more interested in checking out the convention circuit and checking out some cool and interesting stuff, I would encourage you to look up when some conventions are out and Go to one, because more than likely you'll see these same kind, interesting people that I met. And I hope you do, and I hope you support more local indie projects like this, because I had a wonderful time doing it. And I was originally going to go and start filming stuff and film some, like, the more weirder stuff or to kind of make fun, but I didn't really want to do that, because... Um, Because I thought about it because when I got there, I'm like, you know, people are really hanging out and people are just really having a good time. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the Logan Paul of the situation and just really make fun of people, even though there were people that could be made fun of. I think I saw, like, two guys in uh, Saiyan armor from Dragon Ball Z and they had no sleeves on, so they looked like, like dude bros in Saiyan armor or... Like random dance competitions outside which were weird because no one would be fully dancing which I don't know kind of weird no one would be fully out like in the open dancing they'd be kind of huddled in the crowd even though they were kind of people were filming them dancing that was kind of weird. So, anyway, that was my con experience, and I'm going to be doing a lot more this year. I'm planning to go to Gaming Expo this summer. I know that for a fact. Um, don't know if I'm myself going to go to Phoenix Comic Con, but I'm definitely going to try some more of these conventions because I really liked a lot of the people that I spoke with, and I hope to see them again. And if you are a creator yourself and you want to... um. Give me a call or give me a message. You can go to my new website that I have called TannerRainHirsch.com that has all my contact info, and you can reach me, and I'm officially inviting people onto the podcast. You know, if you have a business you want to prop up. If you have opinions about pop culture, about art, I had a lot of interesting conversations with people about artwork and about what it means for pop culture. If you want to come on and talk about, you know, how pornography is coming to these conventions, like I'm, I'm open to those conversations. Um, if you want to talk about your artwork, you want to talk about your movies or anything that you're trying to get off the ground, please feel free to Contact me at my website, at my Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You can go to TannerRainHirsch.com, um, all one word, and I'm happy to have that, and I'd be happy to talk with you because, like I say on most of my podcasts, I want this to be a conversation, and I want to talk to more interesting people like I did this weekend. So that's going to be it for me today, guys. Uh I'm going to wrap it up for today. This was a little bit of a less funny video and more of just, like, a really great experience that I had. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.